Hello, my name is Scott, and this is a podcast for the Harvest Reflection for St. Mary's Church in Richmond, the 4th of October. I asked a student as he left school on Friday what he was doing this weekend. He said that he was to be up at four in the morning, uh, on Saturday morning, to help set up and run a fruit and veg stall in the market. Um, I saw him again at three in the afternoon, packing this market stall up. And I'm not sure that on what has been a wet weekend, he will have had a great time, but I hope that he feels his work is appreciated. But today we celebrate the harvest. We give thanks for our harvest. In our minds, perhaps traditional images of all manner of vegetables and fruits brought up, offered up at our table in church. This year, more than any year in my life, we give thanks that the food has kept coming. And not only food, uh, this is the year when our toilets here in church have started to be twinned, reminding us of the cost of not having reliable, clean water. And this is the year when we as a nation have invested heavily in ventilators, a reminder of the finite gift of fresh air into our lungs. 2020 is a harvest to celebrate and be most grateful for. How are we to respond to this great harvest? For our God is a giving God and he calls us to respond, to bear fruit. The response of the rich man was to build bigger barns. I taught a remarkable young man who started with us in bottom sets in his first year and seven years later was completing further maths A-level, the hardest A-level that there is. I would sometimes catch him in lesson on his phone. He was buying and selling shares. He had started with nearly nothing, but was now controlling successfully a significant portfolio of shares, sometimes in my lesson. He's now in London, of course. Uh, what struck me was that he was not so concerned about being rich. Instead of being concerned of being successful, and for him being successful was defined in having lots of money and gaining lots of money. For others, it might be in scoring lots of goals or having lots of children or gaining lots of qualifications. I imagine that our rich man is more than content as he admires his bigger barn full of grain. Not that he wants to eat it, but he wants to be successful and he was successful. It's soon he will take his final breath. 
and that success has gone. How are we to achieve a success that endures in response to God's great harvest? A few years ago, some Roman skeletons were dug up in York and put on display. We went down to see them. What made them remarkable is that these skeletons bore the marks of multiple wounds that had healed broken bones, slash marks. These were and are the only known skeletons of gladiators from anywhere in the Roman Empire. One even had bite marks on his pelvis made by a lion or a tiger. You may have seen the film Gladiator in which the hero is commander of the normal northern armies and is chosen by the dying emperor to succeed him. Uh, but before this can happen, the emperor is murdered by his son, who takes his place and commands our hero to be taken out and executed. Unknown to the new emperor, our hero escapes, retrains as a gladiator and eventually ends up in the film in the Colosseum in Rome. He announces his presence. He says these words to the startled emperor. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the north, general of the Felix legions, and loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. I will have my vengeance. You reap what you sow in this life or the next. This in tune, resonating with a strong sense of justice set deep within each of us. On this harvest, surely we believe that we, you reap what we sow. Yet, sometimes the Gospels do not seem in tune with this justice, with our sense of fairness. A few weeks ago, Mark preached on the vineyard workers. Those who came late were paid as the same as those who had worked all day in the sun. Uh, more recently, the prophet Jonah was angry that his time had been wasted, for he knew God would not punish the city of Nineveh despite all the wrong that it had done. Think of the prodigal son. How unfair is that on the older brother? Last week, Jesus said these words to the archbishops, bishops, and clergy of his day. Truly, I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going in the kingdom of God ahead of you. That's going to sting. Because we believe that you, wrote, you reap what you sow. And the prostitutes, well, they're still here. And God loves them. And thinks they're beautiful, as are the homeless and the criminals. Is that not unjust? But to God, they are beautiful, and God loves them. As also the lilies, the sparrows, the ravens, 
you. You are beautiful. And God loves you. On Monday, Gillian travelled to Durham. Her first day at Vicar School. The day before, there was a, a meeting on Zoom for all the newbies and all those already at Vicar School. And the lecturers and the principal all on screen on Zoom. I, meanwhile, was hurrying back on my bike, due uh, back here at church for Funky at Four. I firstly went home, dumped most of what I was wearing into the washing machine downstairs, ran upstairs to get a new set of clothes from our bedroom, and as I opened the door, there was Gillian's computer facing our bedroom door as she was on Zoom. It'll take a while for all of us to recover. Cranmer Hall, that is the Vicar School, has a covenant which has been much talked about with the new students this week. This covenant is a commitment we all share to show the gifts of God's Spirit. To bear fruit, today is harvest, to bear fruit in showing the gifts of God's Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is how we are to respond to God's great harvest in a way that endures. Last week, John talked of a God that was too small to fail. Look it up. The text is on the website and the recording is on YouTube. He also reminded us of huge businesses that were not too big to fail. Failure was an option for them. It is an option for us. An option when we fail to grasp not just the justice of God, but also alongside that justice, the generosity of God. The early vineyard workers failed to understand this generosity. Jonah failed to understand. The brother of the prodigal son failed to understand. The elders and the priests in the temple failed to understand. The rich man failed to understand. Some years ago, a member of this church family here at St. Mary's once wrote these words for the dodo to say to Alice in Wonderland, Everyone has won, and all must have prizes. The dodo is wrong, and failure is an option. When we fail to accept that our God is a generous God, when we fail to accept that we are not too small to be loved by God, not just that God is too small to fail, but also that we are not too small to be loved we are not too small to be loved by our God. This, a most crucial part of all the gifts of God that we celebrate today on this Feast of Harvest, as we think how to respond in a way that endures, we are to respond by bearing the fruits, offering up the fruits of the Spirit, seasoning our lives with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, 
generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is how we are to respond to God's great harvest, to respond with a love that endures, for none of us are too small to be loved. Amen. <laughs>